Belting out tunes in a jazz club? That's got to be the perfect undercover operation for Charlotte in the Walker Mysteries. The Walker Mysteries, written and created by Andrew White, starring Sally Swift as DCI Charlotte Walker. The Jazz Club. It's fair to say I have a rather eclectic taste in music. One time I could be listening to Metallica, Nothing Else Matters, is an awesome tune. And next I could be listening to The Seekers, Georgia Girl, is a particular favourite. One time I could be listening to Dove Cameron, the way she sings Boyfriend is really quite hot. And the next I could be listening to the soundtrack to What's Opera Doc? Well, what do you expect in an opera? A happy ending? Sorry, animated character music tangent. Well, it's bloody frustrating. We've made a little progress on the Gregory Affair, still finding that a really hard case to crack, but we'll get there. But the most pressing matter to hand was a death that happened a few nights ago. The victim, Alexander Reynolds, was a powerful business magnate, and his sudden death at Rotherham Jazz Club was a shock to everyone, most of all to him, I'd guess. Initially, it appeared that Reynolds had died of natural causes, but Susie, our pathologist, discovered that he had been poisoned with a rare toxin extracted from a nearly extinct frog in Africa. Because of that, it was a case that us at the National Special Operations Unit would handle. It turns out we've been keeping our tabs on Reynolds because of his shady business dealings, and so it was decided one of our team would go undercover to the jazz club to see what they could find out. Well, of course I said yes. So, team, I'll be undercover as... A sexy, seductive singer. Which I know won't take much acting on my part, right? Thank you for the vote of confidence, DC Stoker. What we have found out so far is Reynolds had recently acquired several businesses, angering competitors who felt he was monopolising the market. Moreover, he had a reputation as a womaniser and many jilted lovers and spurned mistresses. So I guess you guys need to start interviewing people and I'd better get some outfits sorted. My new DC, Aisha, was very keen on helping me select some outfits for this assignment, saying that if I was to be some sort of seductress soul singer, then I needed just the right attire to blend in, which was nice of her. We spent a day looking around several shops in Sheffield, and we even ventured into Meadowhall. Sorry, Meadowhall. Eventually, we settled on a short, slinky black number with a halter neck and a low, plunging front, which Aisha said hugged all my curves perfectly. I say we settled. I presume it was the one Aisha thought was the best. After I said it would look very good with fishnet tights, she didn't say much else. And then when I fumbled and dropped my phone in front of her and had to bend over to pick it up, she started to hyperventilate. Perhaps she's been working too hard. Some members of the team questioned whether my cover would be blown as soon as I started to sing, which I thought was rude, in the extreme. I mean, have they never heard me belt out Starlight at the karaoke? 
Then they clarified it by saying they'd never heard of a jazz singer with a Yorkshire accent. Well, it turns out that just like David Tennant, God love him, can play the Doctor without his Scottish accent, and just like Kylie, God love her, can sing without her Australian accent, I can sing without my Yorkshire accent too. And I'm very good at it. In fact, you'd struggle to know it was me singing at all. Which is good, as I'm not sure the world is quite ready for jazz sung in a Yorkshire accent. As well as helping me select some outfits, Aisha was also very keen on fixing my hair for me. Bless her. Turns out she worked a Saturday job in hairdressers in Wolverhampton whilst at school, and she did a pretty wicked job with my hair, even if it did take a lot longer than I originally envisaged. Apparently my hair needed a lot of special attention, which Aisha was only too happy to provide with her fingers. I must say, it felt nice, whatever she was doing. Hi there, and welcome to Tommy's. Let me introduce myself. I'm the club's new singer. My name is Georgie. It's nine o'clock, and I think you deserve some jazz tonight, right? So there I was, rocking a slinky black number, feeling like a femme fatale in some film noir, belting out some top tunes whilst I surveyed the audience. I noticed a few people I needed to talk to. Firstly, the owner of the jazz club, Alexei Petrov. His cousin was a chap called Oleg Petrov, a.k.a. Frank Drashler, who had put inside for a variety of offences. Nice tattoos, though. Then there's the loyal bartender, Jim who, according to the Goss, harboured a secret crush on the victim's estranged wife, who is a famous actress currently shooting a movie out of the area, so we ruled her out. Lastly, there was Marcus Black, a competitor of Reynolds, with whom he'd had more than a few altercations with in the past few months. Someone I didn't expect to be in the audience, however, was Aisha. And she must have had a bit to drink, because when she came over to talk to me at the end, she was acting like a giddy schoolgirl. She's usually so composed and professional, but she was stuttering and blushing every time she looked at me. Maybe she was just nervous about being undercover. Or maybe she was thinking how irresistible I am. I mean, who wouldn't be drawn to a woman in a slinky black number with a plunging neckline? No, that can't be it. Maybe I'd spinach in my teeth or something. Thank you very much. And can we have some love for the house band, please? Bloody excellent. Especially Mr. Mark Frondesay and his amazing cheese and pickle solo. I'll be back tomorrow. See you all then. Hi there, Aisha. What? You had no idea you could sing like that? Well, a girl's got to have a few tricks up her sleeve, right? Yeah, I'm aware I don't have any sleeves on this dress. That's what makes it so sexy. Aisha? You okay? With my set finished, I decided to get to know some of the prime suspects a little better, starting with Jim, the bartender. Hi. Jim, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose I could go for a cocktail. Is it on the house, because I'm the singer? Ta. So what would you suggest? 
The femme fatale? Yeah, seems quite apt. Jim told me Reynolds was involved in some pretty questionable business dealings in order to build up his empire, and that he wouldn't be surprised if any of the people Reynolds had crossed could have done him in. I casually asked Jim whether he saw anything the night Reynolds died, and he said he was at the cinema. Lethal Force 4, apparently. Oh, hello there. Yeah, I'll have another drink, thank you. Marcus, right? Oh, you like my set? Why, thank you. Perhaps we could talk? Sometimes you just know someone is not telling you everything, and it was like that with Marcus Black. But then, once he'd had another couple of drinks, he started to talk a bit freer. He admitted to having a few set twos with a victim in the past few months, but maintained he could never kill anyone. I could tell he was suave, debonair, and a bit of a player, not that much different to what we know of Alexander Reynolds. Perhaps that's why they didn't get on. Morning team, so I need you to look into Marcus Black and Jim. No, I don't know his last name. What do you think I am, a walking yellow pages? Come on, yellow pages? I seriously wonder sometimes about the lack of understanding of cultural references in this team. Really? Also, check up on Alexi Pedroff while you're at it. Yeah, I'm rather tired. I gave it me all last night, belting out some top tunes, don't you know? Wouldn't you say, DC Stoker? DC Stoker? She's gone again. So, night two of my undercover operation, and I need to concentrate on Alexi Pedroff, the owner of the club. Our intel threw up he was using the club to launder money for a notorious crime boss. So could it be that Reynolds was also involved somehow? Oh, hi. Ah, so you're the owner of this club. Finally, we meet. You've been away on business, Principe? Really? What? You'd like to offer me a French kiss? Oh, a cocktail. Why not? Yeah, this dress is a little revealing, but that's what allows me to sing the way I do. You think you know me? No, I'm sure you don't. I think I'd know if we'd... No, I'm not a detective. Hey, what are you doing? What are you grabbing me for? Get off me! Oh, ah, mm. Aisha! And just as Alexei Pedrov had grabbed me, that's when Aisha grabbed him and cuffed him. It turned out he had indeed just returned from Pinspe, one of the islands in the Gulf of Guinea known for its lush rainforests, and home to a certain frog with a certain toxin. On questioning, we discover Reynolds was involved in the money laundering scheme with Pedrov and wanted out of it, and Pedrov couldn't allow that. I did thank Aisha. I don't know where she sprung from but the situation did have the whiff of turning a bit nasty. I could have handled it myself, mind, but I was glad Aisha was there. But apart from that, let me tell you, wearing tight dresses and belting out jazz tunes for a bunch of strangers was one of the better assignments I've had. And I wasn't half bad. But as much as I enjoyed it, I'm glad to be back in my walking boots, much more comfortable, and being a DCI doesn't require me to hit any high notes. And on that note, I have a sudden urge to sing the blues in the shower.
The Walker Mysteries, starred Sally Swift as DCI Charlotte Walker. Written and created by Andrew White. Sound design by Robert Black. Produced and directed by Andrew White. The Walker Mysteries is a Nova production.